Assalamu alaikum brothers and sisters um, Before I do my mission I want you all to know that I am not a psychopath I do not believe in bloodshed I am not one of these monsters that hurt children That hurt innocents And that promote wars Or uh, the civilization of our society I'm just tired of seeing the tyranny and corruption Taking over our society and our lives um, Good, honest and God-fearing men and women must be our doctors, law enforcement, diplomats, politicians, and teachers that raise up, uh, rise up against this wokeism disease that's leading our generation into deception. We need to rise up against this uh, inflation, housing crisis, the unrest uh, that's happening between us because of multiculturalism due to religion, race, and all that stuff. This needs to come to an end with one another. Anybody that has hands into this um, corruption, into this genocide that's going on in Gaza and throughout the world, anybody that is uh, destabilizing other countries, hurting their community, uh, what do you call, should feel ashamed of themselves. And inshallah, we will rise against you guys and we'll put you on trial. I cannot sit back and let this happen. I cannot watch our society crumble into darkness. We all need to rise up. Look what's happening. We all know what's going on. And we cannot turn a blind eye. I'm not turning a blind eye. Assalamu alaikum brothers and sisters. Inshallah, we'll, I'll succeed with my mission. If I don't succeed, I know somebody else will succeed for me. Assalamu alaikum. This is Dan Dix here reporting for Press for Truth with breaking news that the mainstream media is trying to cover up. On the morning of Tuesday, January 23rd, a 28-year-old security guard entered Edmonton City Hall, dropping a Molotov cocktail and shooting randomly into doors, the ceiling, walls and windows. Global News reports that Edmonton City Hall shooting suspect was a security guard who released manifestos. The article goes on here to say, he talked about completing a mission and listed a wide range of concerns, including affordability, the housing crisis, and immigration. Affordability, the housing crisis, and immigration? <laughs> Seems you left out a few key points there. Oh, you know, like how he started and ended his call to action by saying, Assalamu alaikum, brothers and sisters. Let's rise up against anyone involved with genocide in Gaza. Gee, I wonder why the Israeli bootlicking Canadian mainstream media wanted to omit that. Or what about when he said, if I don't succeed, someone else will succeed for me. You'd think the Canadian people might want to know about that part. You'd also think that the Prime Minister would surely have something to say about a shooting that happened in Edmonton City Hall, right? I mean, what's he up to? <laughs> what a tool. The article goes on to say, charges have been filed in court against a 28-year-old man named Bahani Savar. Savar is charged with reckless arson in an occupied property, possessing incendiary materials, Molotov cocktail, use of a firearm while committing an offense, careless use of a firearm, assault rifle, throwing an explosive substance, and discharging a firearm into a building. Police said late Wednesday afternoon an initial charge of knowingly possessing an unauthorized firearm was going to be dropped. But wait a minute, did you notice that? Why was the possessing of an unauthorized firearm charge going to be dropped? Could it be because Bill C-21 and every other gun-grabbing measure obviously failed to prevent this, proving that they don't work? 
It's amazing how quickly Canadians forgot the last time something like this happened in Edmonton, but I certainly didn't. Remember the man who was charged with five counts of attempted murder for Edmonton attacks back in 2017? I reported on it here. Proof. Canada is importing terror. Edmonton attack exposed. Here's a clip from that video. The Edmonton terror attack suspect is a Somalian refugee who came here to Canada because he was not wanted in the United States. They wanted him to be deported back to his home country of Somalia. In 2011, he was taken into custody by the U.S. Customs and Border Protection Service and he was held for two months. Following the investigation, a judge decided that it would be in the best interest of the American people that he be ordered to go back to his home country of Somalia. So the American authorities, after a two-month-long investigation, concluded that he should not be allowed to stay there in America. So what does the Canadian government decide to do? The federal government decided to sponsor him for one whole year, naturally. In 2012, he came here on his own claiming asylum status, and he ended up being granted refugee status later that year. After three years of his new life in Canada, Sharif was investigated by the RCMP after someone reported that he was espousing extremist ideologies. But the RCMP never did end up charging him. Files on the subject were kept and shared with other police and intelligence agencies. And he was still allowed to live here and do as he pleases because it's the current year and diversity is our strength. So here's the part that I think most people are missing when it comes to this new attack at Edmonton's City Hall. This isn't terrorism that we're dealing with here, it's war. When you shoot at someone and then they shoot back at you, that's not terrorism, it's war. Let's not forget that it's the West who bombs their countries first and creates refugees. It's the West who arms and funds and trains these extremists who were created out of their chaos. And it's the West who have allowed this engineered crisis to make its way to Canadian soil. So it's time we call this for what it is. I've been warning for well over a decade now that Canadians are being conditioned for the war on terror. And until we learn who the real enemy is, the attacks are only going to continue, and more of our fundamental rights and freedoms are going to be stripped away from us right here at home every single time. So allow me to present a scenario to you here, and perhaps we can give this a try. How about instead of regarding each other as a refugee or an immigrant or a citizen, we respect private property rights? How about as a free society, we do away with the need for an immigration policy, and instead of seeing borders, we see property lines. How about instead of seeing people as illegal immigrants or refugees, we see them as invitees or trespassers? And maybe it's time we try a policy of non-intervention. How about we stop funding these wars in the Middle East and giving these guys an excuse to put us on their hit list in the first place? So let me know your thoughts in the comments section below. Who are you more concerned about? Jihadists in Canada? or the Canadian government itself. Thanks so much for watching. If you appreciate my efforts to bring you this information, please take a moment today to check the top link in the description below to where you can support me financially at pressfortruth.ca slash donate. And that's all for today, my friends. I wanna thank you so much for watching. Please click that thumbs up button, share this video, and stay tuned. We're gonna have more video reports coming soon, God willing. This is Dan Dix reporting for Press For Truth. We all want truth. Truth will set you free. free.